0: Hi, everyone. Uh, Just so you guys know, there was a little bit of static that we picked up in the recording today. Uh, There was so much good content, I decided to go ahead and post it anyway. Uh, But we're still trying to work on our mic setup and ways to avoid this in the future. Unfortunately, it seems a little bit random, and uh, we've had good recordings and not so good recordings. So still trying to figure out exactly what's going on. If any of you guys uh, are experts in this area, I feel like uh, you can key us into it. We really appreciate it. Thanks anyway. Here's the show. Today is Tuesday,
1: April 23rd, 2019.
0: Trip 2, Day
1: 5. And welcome back, everybody. It's the Tucson Ragers back again, mid-trip here. Uh, we're currently heading, uh, I think, a little northeast on the I-4, heading from Tampa to Orlando. It's currently just under 11 o'clock in the morning. It's a crisp, what,
0: 76 degrees right now, very bright, very sunny, not a cloud in the sky. Uh, humidity looking like 50% right now. It would be a little bit, uh,
1: Really green everywhere out here. Uh, really been a nice drive this morning. We took a quick cruise downtown Tampa. The che- checked out uh, the Raymond James Stadium, which I appreciate. There's dinosaurs inside like, of the a room? Dinosaur World go to Dinosaur World? So, uh, yeah, we're currently headed to Orlando with no agenda necessarily. We have some uh, ideas to do. A few things, maybe a dinosaur world is appealing, uh, <laughs> or uh, we've been teasing about uh, Harry Potter world. No, the Holy Land. yeah, the yeah. Land experience. experience. We're gonna tell we're gonna build uh, the world's giant, biggest mosque next to it. <laughs> you know, have this like giant religious gathering, like just in this part of the country. Um, we wanted to uh, recap Tampa a little bit, um, talk about what we did last evening kind of walked around the Clearwater Beach area. Yeah, most of the time
0: we spent actually was in St. Petersburg, uh, not Tampa proper, but kind of in the Bay Area still. Um, and yeah, last last night we were down at Pier 60. It was a uh, pretty cool time. Yeah, we got there maybe a little before the sun went down.
1: Uh, we actually went on that nature walk. I think we did a podcast uh, in between there and headed to the pier. We uh, walked around a little bit. Uh, Popped into a few places, had a few drinks, got some specials, had some food, chatted with our waitress from, uh, Michigan. She was actually super helpful. I us yeah. to stand to go to Detroit. She used to work in Co-America. Right. Oh, yeah. She was, a uh, Tiger's affiliate running food in the you know, lower,
0: behind, uh, home plates. Great. Great service. So that was Saltwater Cafe, uh kinda of knock off a couple different things. The food that we got while we were uh in, in Tampa Bay was uh Berks, sports bar Popo's and then Saltwater Cafe were the two spots that we had uh had, had full meals and um and and felt like a lot of like uh like comfort cooking is kinda of what we ended up going for. Uh the is really good for that. Uh but, but the Saltwater Cafe, they were telling us that they have their only two boats, one that goes out daily, and then one that goes out for, like, two weeks at a time, and, and they're uh, bringing back, like, on average, like, 1,500 to 2,000 pounds of, of fish a day. And yeah, they'll use all that up at their, like, five locations in the area.
1: And the grouper fish is their thing. I I've never, I've never had it before. That's why was really good. Yeah, Carl um, and I both had it. But yeah, that's like their thing, is group of fish and snapper out here. And they had 99 cent uh, Goose Island IPA. Unfortunately, we we're out, but they were out. <laughs> they, they must have run out of that shit at like 10 a.m. Yeah, that's, she said they don't run out normally. She said they usually don't. So well, yeah, that's they, they must have missed like a truck or like somebody misordered the cake. Or something. Well, there
0: were just a bunch of alcoholics there. Yeah, yeah. spring break, who uh, we did stop in at a couple other bars also. We stopped in at Bath Bin, the Surfside Tap House, and then the Brown Boxer. With three other bars. The, the Brown, Brown Boxer. Yeah, yeah, that's.
1: Yeah. I really like the first two we went to. I I thought those were fun, but pretty enjoyable.
2: That other one did have a lot of TVs, and that dude was giving us a hard to give get us a hard time as we changed the bowling
1: to yeah. an NBA game. We kind of did. We kind of discussed it, how, like, it's kind of standard now for every place to have, like, an elaborate beer selection, and, like, ranging from different types and styles to different parts of the country, uh, wines, and, like, uh, like, different options, like, it's definitely standard now. There's, yeah, every place has 4,000 cups. Yeah,
2: like, and it, well, that, that's true. With the, what's the first place that we went to? They had, like, 30 some beers on there, but I was... Bad. Yeah, yeah, glad that. And I was lamenting over the fact that there was not a single pale ale on that list. There was eight different IPAs, and IPAs are the craft beer rage at the moment. But for someone who's not super into it, you know, in having you know, someone who trace a weed beer to take a leap, or even like a log or something like that, to take a leap to go to an IPA it is a lot. And like a pale ale is one step on that road to it. Like, I feel like there should be more pale ales out there for the middle
1: ground. And there were basically no stout or yeah very little stout supporters too. as, I call it. a's and it it all, like all IPAs. Some of
2: that is seasonal,
1: like stout's better Yeah. Yeah. So kind of like a, those are like cold beers, right? Or like you know, like cold weather beers? Generally think of it, but still, it's just everything is so IPA heavy now. We usually yeah, any brewery's gonna like wanna broaden the horizon and something might like hit, like, who knows, like, uh, a brewery in San Diego could, like, make a kick-ass porter, and, like, a random-ass, uh, brewery in Florida can make an amazing, like, IPA. Everything was good, uh, actually. Yeah, and it was nice to have those options, like, everywhere we've seen you we walk around out here has been really nice, like, the, the beach seemed to be fairly clean, uh, in the clear water area, there was, like, shows going on, uh, Kyle mentioned there's stuff, like, every night, so there was a bunch of street performers getting ready to perform, music going on, a bunch of vendors along the little
0: boardwalk. Um, And and a lot of of interesting people to look at. That kind of leads us into our next segment. Uh,
1: Well, yeah, I guess one of the things I wanted to bring up was the people-watching segments where we kind of went over some of our baseball games without talking about some characters that... uh, that we witnessed. Um, I'm gonna have to rewind it back a day or so it's when we were at the, the Rays game, and uh, yet again we found ourselves next to an autistic kid and his family who's trying to control him yet again. So we had, we moved down to uh, what was the first baseline, we're down by the not yeah, but down by the uh, bullpen.
0: Some oh, it's <laughs> gonna field bullpen. Uh, yeah. not protected at all. Just, just King foul territory. away. Oh, over those guys. Mm-hmm. That's just not top ten stuff. Just, just, yeah. just, yeah. just warm it up and chucking shit in the dirt. That's
1: happened multiple times. I don't like I've that. I've never seen that before. Same. I've never, I've never seen a guy warming up the bullpen throw wild pitches in the dirt to where even the bullpen catcher can't stop him, and they go behind home no play and they have to stop the yeah, game. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. street ump. Yep, right. Yeah. right yeah. For, <laughs> for Tampa and once. That's that's
1: literally shit. Anyway. Yeah, so, find ourselves next to another autistic kid. Huge kid. Huge kid. Potentially only 13 or 14 years old. And then this kid was twice my size. 6'5", Big guy. He was with his family. Also big people. His mom was pretty tall. His dad was huge. Anyway, for four innings, I'm, I'm sitting next to them. And this kid really wasn't, like, doing anything Wrong. He just kept trying to stand up, like he just wanted to go. And so this huge kid kept trying to stand up and his dad would like grab him, and like try to sit him down. And the, and the kid would like throw his dad's hand off of him. And he would just like want to be there standing, and he be like, Drew! Drew, sit down, please! Drew! So, for four innings we listen to Drew be controlled by his mom and dad his grandma sitting there. Drew! Drew! You see that? You see that number? It says eight. <laughs> when it says nine. After, after it says nine, we can go. And like this kid doesn't understand anything she's talking about. So that was. I actually found that about as entertaining as as the baseball game up until you know all the action in the eighth and ninth and extra innings, but, yeah, so there's that kid, and also in front of me was some couple that were taking selfies as soon as they sat down, and then within five minutes, like, got in a fight, and were just, like, arguing with each other, and the dude ju- the dude's just kind of sitting there like, are you serious? Like, I just took you to this baseball, game. <laughs> like, I bought you all this bullshit, and you're bitching at me in, like, five minutes, and yeah, and then... Within another five minutes, they were back, like, ki- all kissy and cuddly. And then, by the ninth, they were fighting again. And I had to leave. And then left. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah true I actually love. Yeah, true love, for sure. When well, we well, were walking onto the pier yesterday, Kyle and I, I think, saw it. It was, like, a couple younger girls. All of a sudden, they're just, like, they're, like, blocking fingers. It was like, I was like, whoa. I was like, little lesbian couple, <laughs> they, were, they
2: were pretty young. well, they were, they were on the age of being young,
1: to the point where, like,
2: girls really do that sometimes, like, and it's not, you disagree that they do that, or you're saying
1: oh, that you no, know, know, the one, one was trying to be a couple. Yeah, the one was trying to be a couple. Pretty attractive couple. But people watching, um, Florida, like, uh, I don't know, I haven't really thought of it too much.
0: I will say, I thought Florida was going to be a lot trashier. I yeah, feel so far, pretty nice. nice. We I went d- for downtown, and if it was in much better shape than I really expected to be fairly modern. Yeah, oh, we yeah. really did like a half-pass drive through Tampa, but we basically spent no time there.
1: I feel
2: so, like if we got to Miami, that would have been shit.
1: Like, even, that would have been shit. Even like some of the houses like next to the stadium, and then like, the freeway, weren't like as bad as I was anticipating, like, like really nice like, little front porch. Like, you like, like every house had a front porch. Uh, like, you know, I like it was kind of, uh, seemed like the staple, like, of, like, the neighborhoods there. Like, uh, okay, yeah. I didn't have a front porch really growing up. We hung out on the back porch, uh, barbecued kind of thing. So I'm not sure, like, the front porch sit, uh, out here. Scoop dwellers. So, anyways, uh, anybody else want to cover on the people watching or some of these characters we might have encountered here before we move on to, uh, maybe... I, I wanna really just cool say uh, I think we did go to probably some of the nicest places in Florida. Yeah. I, think, I think I think our first Walmart trip was a uh, better indicator of how Florida really is. Well
0: one of the things I wanna say when we went out to Miami and at Clearwater Beach, the uh, number of homeless people is extremely low. Not that there were none, but but like, you know, when you of the beach it to somewhere else that yeah. Strong presence, or in a lot of the downtown to as well. Homeless people—they're asking for money all the time. I didn't see any in Miami, and I think I saw one or two last night of homeless people. And so it, it just must be really heavily
1: controlled. Yeah, yeah, they must yeah. have like city ordinances. Which to the There was like a lot of police, like like everywhere. Not necessarily like arresting people, but just kind of out and about, like. Yeah, exactly, and even like a few of the homeless people, I actually did see like in town St. Pete like actually like trying to sell stuff like, had like art and stuff that they were trying to promote. Yeah. So it's not like they were begging for money, the few that I did interact with, but yeah, I guess that's a cool point. How about beer? Do you guys have any local beer?
2: The, I looked at the one I had. I think it was the best one I had. I, I don't know what brewery
1: little... was, that it was pretty gay. gay? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. Kind of ranged. you have been drinking a, a bunch of IPAs. Here's something those, some, so you have your options. Uh, like, like, you enjoyed a sculpting at the uh, at the, where we have the calamari.
0: Uh, that was at the Tap House. The at surf-side tap house. the Surfside Tap
1: house. Yeah, at the Surfside Tap House. Had the sculpting on tap, so it was nice it really yeah, it's nice to enjoy it. Oh, it It's uh, Yeah, it's nice to have some Um, beer was good. I think the ballpark was great too. I uh, had a good time in the game, casually, uh, a good early season game, you know, and defending World Series champions, playing a hot raised team, coming in and sweeping them early in the season, even through a couple of their tougher star- uh, starters. Yeah. Uh, knockoff
0: streak for the cash right now. feels good about it. I got the only win yesterday, taking the Rays, uh, Rockets, Capitals, Astros all fell. Dropping these guys down. Kyle still 0-4. I'm going to leave it 4-0. Uh, Tommy's 3-1. Jesse's 2-2. Uh, today I'm going right back at it. I'm taking the Rays again. Uh, Royals. I don't think have anything going here. Rays at home. Even though they get swept by Boston, when we saw them, they played pretty well. I'll take the Rays again, Jesse. I took, I think it's Dutch soccer. I'm not really sure.
1: I took that it was uh, whoever was the favorite was going to win by less than three goals. I don't really know the name of the team or the league or anything. I got. Go ahead. I took. uh, I think there was like a combo with the Maple Leafs and uh, I think it was the Raptors. I, I took Kawhi Leonard more points scored in the first quarter or tie. Then the Maple Leafs have shot on goal. I think um, in the first in the first uh, period
0: or something, yeah, somewhere around there. Like, what was what be with a higher goal when I took wise points? And Carl doesn't have his picking yet. We'll make sure to get that in there. because I'm just
2: I'm on four, so it literally doesn't matter. So I'm gonna either make you lose or rise four five and us, yeah, I can't I can't up. Okay, So I'll just take your same game. If you lose, you can play on me. Carl, i will a
0: raise. <laughs> uh, but uh, we're gonna. No bag questions right now. Doing them live right now. Uh, so one of them coming from, this is coming from Frank in Seattle, uh, driver of power rankings. This one's pretty clear at the moment. Uh, Kyle's done almost all of the driving. Tommy jumped in the driver's seat for a little bit. Jesse and I have not even had a ton of, we're really doing a um, lot less driving on this trip. Uh, we did a four-hour trip from Miami to Tampa, uh, but that's, you know, that's the longest trip to be. But I think maybe Orlando and Atlanta is a little bit longer. It's like
1: almost 9 hours,
2: right? No no, 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 no. That'll be, I don't know, like 6? Six? 6 hours, maybe? I don't know. Maybe it'll, it'll be a little draft, but we'll just we
0: put that one up. Alright, got a lot of questions going in. Uh, kind of going kind to of run through these a little bit. Um, so, first of all, uh, let's, let's top this one off. Uh, NFL Draft we got NFL draft coming up first round on Thursday uh, team Cardinals have the number one pick this is something that's been talked about a little bit uh, Nick Bosa probably definitely the most talented player in the draft probably Tyler Murray the most intriguing Definitely. Uh, what, uh, what do you guys think which way should the Cardinals go well
1: those are the only two players I can name in the draft right now um,
0: but I think the Cardinals going the same way. I, uh, I think, you know, Kyler Murray, you got to be able to feel like you can turn around and turn Josh Rosen into a reasonable piece, and I just I really hate uh, teams drafting uh, their quarterback and trying to then build uh, infrastructure around him. So I think you take a player who is, is a defensive game changer, build up that side, make it build the line a little bit better, and, and then you try to get a quarterback in the future and I, mean, I think you give Rosen another year or two just that he's not the guy. Meanwhile, you're
1: building up some other areas of the team. Yeah, it just seems like Kyler Murray has too many questions. Plus, he's small. Can I just say how ridiculous it is that they
2: make this a three-day event? I don't even understand why someone tell like it all. Honestly, like, it just unless you really know everybody in that draft, what NFL team needs, and you're like looking at me like, oh, how these guys are jockeying.
1: And shit. Oh they just took their time. what so the that means they're gonna have to do it's like I, what what do you get out of it? I don't know. They, they drag out to the first round for four hours, like you said. Yeah, yeah.
2: oh yeah. That's, that's really insane
1: to me. I Uh totally insane. Teams are like on the clock for like fifteen minutes or something. It's like crazy. Jesus
2: there
0: they're, they're
2: uh, I I I not
0: know. Alright, uh let's go uh, back to a little bit of baseball, okay? Uh of the we now see fourteen stadiums, at Atlanta'll get us halfway there. Uh, what is the highest probability you have of returning to one of these stadiums? So a little bit tough. You might have liked Tropicana Field a lot, but you're probably not going to come back here. Obviously, the time tax will most likely to return to. But if you if you have to say another stadium that we've to that you're very likely to return to, what would be? Well, I've already been to Safeco
1: multiple times or the saw Series after and been to Houston. Or favorites
0: in the fish house. I think I would, uh, I'd go Anaheim. Um, I end up being, you know, in LA sometime, uh, maybe picking up Disneyland or beaches or something like that. From going there, I'm almost definitely, you know, for experience, I'd rather go to Anaheim and go to do the Dodgers game. Um, and you know, it, it, it's a future family experience type thing that seems to make a lot of sense. It was a good like environment to to bring. Uh, no, you know, the kids it do it and whatnot. Um, so I would say Anthem. Yeah, yeah any of the Southern California is like gonna get you
1: to some nice Like even now, like the Dodgers have Machado. The Dodgers yeah. game was really fun when we went there though. I mean, like just like pure LA yeah. shit. Like Whiskey Kettle sang out the national anthem. Sir Brian Cranston was there the night before. Cristiano Ronaldo's, uh threw out the first pitch. I nice. did. Kobe, Kobe flew in on his helicopter. Like you, you're gonna get, get some LA with the LA game. Yeah,
2: yeah, crazy are for sure. I think for me it's probably San Diego. I like do go there a lot, and it's, it's like an easy fucking game. It's a great location. I think we talked about that last time around. Maybe right in the middle of like downtown yeah, and the gaslight District,
0: So that's, that's probably high on the list. This is a pieback yeah. off of this one. Right? Um, Matt in Chicago wants to know what quality of the stadium do you think has the greatest influence on how you rate the experience of attending the game? The stadium, yeah, so we've been grading on, uh, you know, a whole bunch of different things, um, but what's your biggest factor? What's your biggest factor? I think
1: viewing, right? Like, like the overall viewing from, like, seats, like, the, like to see the scoreboard, to see the whole, like, you know, not obstructed views would be, like, my biggest factor, because you're going to watch the game.
2: Yeah, I I think a lot of it for me has to do with the the, the people and like the, it's like it's, it's a, it is a bit of an intangible, ineffable quality to it that I don't really know how to put into words, but it's like it's just the vibe. Yeah, the vibe there. Like, cause when I went to the Cubs game, you know, like there that that stadium is like old and shit. Like, you know, it's historic. Yeah, they don't want to get rid of it, but it's not a nice park by any means. But it's exciting to be there. It's cool. It's like it's just it's fun being inside. The Marlins, new stadium. Very nice, clean, and just Zombie Land. No, yeah, not nothing doing. So f- for me, it, which is kinda of, it's not really a quality of the stadium, but in, in a way that that's sort of how I base the most of it on. Yeah, I agree kinda of with
1: what Kyle's saying, uh, my favorite stadium is AT and T. Is it still AT and T Park? <laughs> no, San Francisco. Awesome. Whatever's in San Francisco, that was my favorite. Oh wait, day. it's not? What is it it's now? It's like SunTrust or something. No, SunTrust is in Atlanta. <laughs> well, yeah, whatever uh, San Francisco's is, that, and I plan on going back there, um, that, that'd that be the one I'd go back to, but yeah, it, the Oracle same thing, Park. It's Oracle, Oracle Park, yeah. Park? Yeah. okay, well, Oracle Park, I plan on going back there, and um, like Carl said, the vibe there when we went, like, not only was that place beautiful, but, like, it was the middle of the year, they weren't good that year, it was one, it was a down year between one of their World Series, and, Everyone just seemed like they were having a great time. It was like the game was sold out, almost. I mean, we, we had to get standing room only seats when we went. Standing room only tickets. For, and they were
0: both last place teams.
1: Yeah, and they were last place teams, and everyone seemed to be having a good time. Like, majority of the fans stayed late. Like, same thing. It was just the vibe of that place was
0: on another level, I thought. Um, I, I would say I'm, I'm going to kind of follow up on what Tommy said I'm gonna say accessibility in general like I just want it to be an easy experience of going to these games like to be able to to get to the ballpark if if I want to do something else around there you know then, then that would be nice those those things are usually a little bit of conflict but then ability to like get around the stadium get to my seat like get to food fairly easily just just like not being uh, you know, too crowded and, and too complicated. I think San Diego is pretty good for that in terms of the fact that like you get a hotel down in the gas lamp district, go to dinner, walk over to the game. Like, getting in through the, the park and the out park in the park and then, yeah, that's uh, you know, just, just be able to get your seat and get out. There's some other things I didn't like about, uh, pe- about Petco Park, but, um, that, that would probably be something we could do as a fun trip to is go stay in the gas district and catch a game because I've never done something like that. Um, how are ranking mascots? Have we seen any really good mascots? Well, maybe we don't have to rank them all, but any mascots that stick out to you? Not really. Uh,
2: that's not just something I even pay that much attention
1: to, honestly. Well, I, I kind of enjoy that the Marlins had some cheerleaders and, like, dancers. <laughs> like, that's a first. I don't, I don't know if any other team has had dancers. I, I mean, teams have girls that throw out free stuff.
0: I like that uh, in Tampa all the girls were wearing little bunny ears because it was Easter. Easter. That was, uh, pretty yeah, odd. yeah, that's pretty sweet.
1: But they, they have, like, their crew that, you know, goes out and like gets everybody hyped up, has the mic, throws out free stuff. You know, kind of, I just say like sets up all the pr- like mid mid inning uh, activities. But I don't think they had like legit dancers out there like dancing. Like the players had to go
0: around them to get into the infield. <laughs> like, it's pretty fun. Uh, what is the most unathletic play you've seen? Well, that you know doesn't have to be uh, necessarily on this trip. I'll lead off on this trip. Uh, we saw Mark Conte trying to catch a foul ball in San Diego. Uh and and him ranging backwards over his his right shoulder. Guy had no chance. Like, I mean, he was he was on his way out of the league at that point. Should have been <laughs> a pop fly, pretty easy to get to, and he was just stumbling all over the place and really had no chance of catching. Then he's getting harassed by his own fans, uh up down the third place um, line. So that that one uh, stuck out to me. I'm gonna have to one? say me trying
1: to make a play on the beach yesterday <laughs> was probably the most unla- unathletic play I've seen. Uh, I definitely uh, fell down trying to make some plays in the outfield in yesterday's beach game. Uh, so, no. What about uh, Adrian Gonzalez trying to stretch his base hit into a double, getting, <laughs> thrown, getting thrown out by you know, a good four or five steps? Yes. Uh, no, no good there. I thought... Ryan Zimmerman made a really unathletic play when he made that error at first the other day in the Marlins Nationals game. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. Yeah, he he just, like... His feet were just, like, got all tangled. Like, he, like... He just, like, wasn't... Didn't, like, know where he was and he tried to make the play... He just was playing first. He tried to make the play and was, like, off the bag. (laughs) He wasn't even on the bag. He, like, stumbled and
0: was off the bag. Uh, John in... Tucson wants to know how will the rise in popularity of esports and other weird sports like spike ball, ultimate frisbee, and cornhole affect the Big Five in the next 20 years? And we should say we were at a, at a brown boxer last night. We finished a, another pool series. Uh, Chris and Jesse take that down to zero. Uh, we won in in uh, St. Petersburg and in Memphis after getting beat in in Berkeley. Uh, but. <laughs> Uh, we we had, on different sides of the room, we had the, the Nuggets-Spurs game was on one TV, uh, and uh, the college championship spike ball was on another one, we were huddling around the TV watching spike ball. Yeah. So, I don't know, it's getting some amount of draw. Our, is esports going to really take a, a hit into some of these major sports? I don't know, one of our buddies, Sean Rickard, is, uh, he's a
1: sponsored pickleball player that yeah, pickleball is a weird one. So, like like, it's, it's totally possible because I wasn't that impressed with the kids playing spike ball last night in the college tournament.
2: I don't know if it will cause the others to take a hit necessarily. I think there is excitement for these type of sports but it is opening up a avenue for those who maybe were not interested in football in basketball in baseball in soccer and hockey too, to be interested to have an interest in something in an area where they can excel. So I don't I don't know that the fan who's really into the NBA is less is going to be less into the NBA in 15 years because eSports is going to be so awesome. I I think that will depend upon a lot about much more on how the five major
1: sports change than eSports coming up big, in my opinion. Uh, I, think, I think it's already bigger than we give it credit for, though. Too. Oh, like there no, no, are I, I'm saying it's big. Well, yes. there there are, there are tournaments going on all the time. Like there are people the like that. Legend We are had fucking American Americans, than than guys. The that's, but that's the what NFL. they do. Like no, that's really, like this is what people do like for a living. Is they play video games and we're American and like they they can. you know, I don't know, it's nice to have that. You know, you can enjoy your time playing in your basement growing up, never seeing the sunlight. And know that you're gonna be able to provide for your family. We're Americans, we care about football. <laughs> yeah the pastime isn't uh isn't mad. Imagine Russell Westbrook playing spike ball. Yeah, yeah I mean some of those cool. guys would be fucking freaks in it yeah for sure. Just, you know, imagine Russell doing a
0: floor routine. Um, <laughs> all right. To close out our mailbag segment, Joe and Tuto wants us to do uh, a little bit of NBA talk. So let's start off right off the bat. Uh, I still think the Warriors are going to win the NBA title. Does anyone want to go the other way?
1: Uh, I'm not going to say Houston's going to beat them, but I'm rooting for Houston. Let's
0: say it right now. Does anyone in the East have a chance? Can the Bucks? You know, the Bucks have the best record in the regular season. Can they make a legitimate run at a title? Key uh, staying
1: healthy, right? I mean, Last year, Houston just misses out because Chris Paul gets hurt. So, uh, if one of the you know components for Golden State gets hurt, I feel that hurt, uh, hurts them a bit as being like big time favorites. But if they all stay healthy, I don't see anybody being able to run with them. I think Greek, the Greek freaks look fucking amazing, but yeah, it I think I, I think Houston's the only team that
0: can beat them. So and uh, I think they can, but I, I, I'm not gonna pick them. This has been all the talk. I can't let it go by us. But we've got a uh, game five uh, Thunder at Blazers tonight. Do the Blazers and game uh, shut out Russ? Shut him out, or
1: just you mean they, they close they out? Yeah, yeah. I think Blazers we'll win tonight. Is, is it on the road? Is it in? Oklahoma? I think OKC gonna call. come in. And, I think OKC is gonna come in and win. Paul George isn't healthy, right? No, his shoulder's messed yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, I shouldn't say that. If he's not healthy, then. I mean, he's gonna off. play, but his shoulder's pretty messed up. Just shooting shoulder. I expect easy. Russ to come out in full, ultimate Russ form tonight. Which could be good or bad for the Thunder.
0: Exactly, you never know. That's why it's That's amazing. We actually got four games tonight. Uh, Magic Raptors. I'm pretty sure the Raptors closed that, that one out. Uh, net 76ers. That's an interesting one. It's been a closer series than, you know, like, it's I in it's Philly. One. It's in Philly. Probably Philly probably. closes that out. Spurs Nuggets is 2 2, so we got Spurs Nuggets. Um, that'll be. Oh, so last night's game, sorry, was uh, Rockets Jazz, not Spurs Nuggets, so we had on the bar. So uh, Spurs Nuggets yeah. tonight. Uh, and then Thunder Blazers is the nightcap. It's really been kind of great. That game doesn't start until 10.30 p.m., so we go out and do whatever we want. We usually get back to our hotel just in time to watch, like, the fourth quarter or halfway through the third quarter or whatnot. Pretty wild to me that these games don't end out here until, like, 1 a.m.
2: Yeah, it's a joke. It's a total joke.
1: Yeah, yeah it'd be it'd rough. Be awful to be a sports fan on the East Coast. Yeah, it would be missing a lot of the a lot of games or be staying up late losing a lot of sleep. <laughs> I already do anyway watching like the Warriors and some of these games that don't start till 7, 8 o'clock our local time anyway. I think one thing uh, we should have brought it up early in the podcast uh, but news of the day news of last night too but our boy Luke Walton mm-hmm. accused of sexual assault what do you guys think about that?
0: Say it ain't so Luke say it ain't so hashtag me too oh no Jeez. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I uh I hope the Kings rescind that offer and that he doesn't work anywhere this year and then if uh, Sean Miller happens to be dismissed that the U of A grabs him up because I just think he would be a great hire Oh,
1: so we can so we can uh, lead our team with another criminal.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. I'm just kidding, I
1: love Luke Ball and I hope the UA does hire him, but yeah, I think that'd be a great great way. For but the don't U of a think we're hiring team. him now, guys. but I don't know if Luke's looking to coach amateur. yeah, he's trying to coach grown men, professionals so he's a little he's a little above our class now, I think but yeah I hope uh hope all this shit goes away because never want to see that happen to a nice. beloved wildcat. It was just, what, a sexual
2: assault allegation a couple of years ago where the, the details of it or she just said this happened? Like, do, do we know anything about, like, the encounter? I don't the know any, I, don't, I don't have any details. You just mentioned it was
1: when he was an assistant with Golden State. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, yeah, I guess I will withhold all judgment, but we have seen
2: varying... varying, uh, degrees of what the sexual assault can encompass, everything from, you know... Bill Cosby to Joe Biden putting his hand on a woman's shoulder that was unwanted. So you don't we we don't really know what this means. We'll we'll see. That's assault, brother. We'll see as the details come forward.
0: Touch your boo <laughs> Do we have any other segments that we want to hit on on, on uh, this trip? We're actually almost already to Orlando. It's a pretty short drive.
2: Oh shit, did I miss her turn?
0: Probably, yeah. yeah.
2: I'm not paying attention at all.
0: Um uh, Literally turned off GPS. We are going to play for your recording from last night, a little bit more NBA talk. I had what I didn't think was a very hot take, that uh, Anthony Davis was not a top-tier player in the NBA. Uh, I got some some fight back on that. Well, the argument was
1: that you said that there's six players that you can win a championship. That could lead a team to a championship, Right. And... That's what it got started.
0: Yep, and that's how we started. We had a little back and forth on that. So we'll play that for you. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that as well. Maybe we can uh, kind of bring in some other viewpoints for our next uh, our next little piece of this. So that's going to be it for us. Uh, we'll catch you again uh, tomorrow. Maybe we can get a call in. We'll be in our hotel in Orlando if someone wants to get a call in tomorrow. We'll, uh, we'll check in with you then. Peace out we going to do our Anthony News, Davis talk? News
2: today segment. Oh, yeah, Anthony Davis. Let's trash talk Anthony Davis for a second. Or Chris will trash talk him and you'll elevate him. I, I
0: don't know how this is going to go. I just think he's in the second tier. Of right? what? Of of, of players. you build a
2: franchise around.
0: Yeah, it, well, saying. like, uh, guys who could carry a team to a championship, I don't think he's in that tier. I think he's in the next tier of guys who can, like, carry teams to playoff wins, or he could be uh, what is that based on a team on? that wins a championship. <sighs> but what uh, – like, Are we talking, like, like watching The watching fact
1: that he's had a really... Uh, so, who have his wings been? Solomon Hill. Yep. Who else? Uh, was it the G-Kid? Uh, Etwan uh, Moore. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah Etwan Moore. He's got, like, Miritich now. Nah, who in. else? I don't think you can name him. Anybody Johnson. else who he's even had? He's got Stanley Johnson now. All right. All right. So, but... Anybody so who says the Pelicans had a good team last year is Fucking retarded because Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday outplayed Damian Lillard and company. Well, what about when they Last had playoffs, and that's what's it. When they had Cousins, though. He was out. Yeah, but they had Cousins during part of that year, so that team was good yeah, with but, Cousins. Yeah, but when they won playoff series, he was out. Yeah, well, that team was good with Cousins, though, right? Right. Yeah, so, I mean, him and Cousins on the floor together, and that's what Chris is trying to say, right? That Chris... That Anthony Davis is a second tier all star on a championship team. Like he's not gonna yeah. be he's not gonna be Rank the guy is, who's gonna lead him to a championship and win the finals MVP. I think he's a top ten player in the league. Numbers wise or like just overall talent? Overall talent. Overall talent, as in like skill dribbling,
0: defensive, shooting. Yeah, well one of the things I talked about earlier though was just like all right, he's a center. He doesn't want to think he's a center, but he's definitely a center. In this and, in and, this,
1: in this this game today, And right? if you're
0: going to play center, you just have less ability to affect a game than guys who have the ball in their hands all the time. Is that a usage rate thing, or is that if a shot's taken? Well, it's a usage rate thing, but it's also like shots created for other people. Like, you're just you're not going to be getting five, seven assists a game, nor should he. He shouldn't be. That's not his role. But I'm just saying – to be a center, to be like a center that can carry a team to a title, you're gonna have to be so, 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 so good. So because you got to do it while you don't have the ball in your hands all the time. Like you basically got to be score- You got to be doing like, like thirty and twenty, eighteen and five. So Shaq. So you're saying like Shaq. Shaq early 2000s status. N- he never got five assists in his life. Now, everyone's screening rolls a lot more, so you're talking about guys who are short rolling and then kicking into the corners or dump down to the dunker spot. But, uh, I, I mean,. That that's a lot, and they got to be able to operate out of him out of the pinch post. You know, they did that more with Demarcus Cousins because Cousins is a better passer, a little better creator. Kind of how the Pistons have used Blake this year, um, and and also how the uh, you know the uh, the Mavericks won the title in 2011 working Dirk out of the high post. Um, they, they just okay. got to put the ball in, in his hands and make him create a whole lot more. And then okay, but
1: Dirk in the high post could just turn around and shoot that and jumper all day. Needs to be
0: able to do that. So to he, to he move can. into the he top tier, shoot. he has to totally be able to be just dominantly uncoverable when they put him in there, unless they're bringing doubles, and then he has to create for other people on the doubles. He doesn't do all of that yet. All right, so what you were saying is, like, a usage rate.
1: Is a point guard more effective in scoring or getting other shots in, like, numbers as an assist, like, per game, or as in points, like, created for? Um... Cause like isn't that the argument they're saying that Lillard would be a better player to build around because he he's like more of a mesh guy and a leader? Rather than I mean, Russell's putting up triple double numbers. I mean, like, you can guarantee Russell's gonna get, he's gonna find ten assists per game that you can count as assists. Now, that's yeah,
0: I, I think the only point guard that I would have in that top tier is Steph, um, and and he is a way underrated passer. Um, obviously, he's an amazing shooter. Uh, He gets a lot of credit for the fact that he creates a lot of gravity off ball. That that guys have to stay to him. They can't help off of him. So so he's kind of creating for people even when he doesn't have the ball. And the other thing that I don't think he gets a whole lot of credit for, and he's not as good at this right now as he used to be, but he's an awesome backdoor cutter. So he really actually engages rim protectors even when he doesn't have the ball. It clears a lot of space for other guys to work. So I guess that my my answer is as a point guard, you got to be able to do like a whole bunch of different things. Uh, Certainly, uh, you know, a point guard who's a pass first point guard is never going to be in that. Top tier, you have to be like a transcendent scorer, and that I means basically you're gonna have to be able to shoot the ball. Lillard and Kyrie are the probably the, the next two that are in in that top tier, uh, and and you know some people make an argument for Russ. I'm not gonna make an argument for Russ. You can't be a top tier scorer if you're below 30% three shooter today. It just you can't. I 100% agree with that. As in I've I'll honor Steph in
1: that as he'll get other shots and setting great back picks. Or as It's in, the picks, dude. And it's as nothing in, else but the picks. Well, the you do it just all. Just understanding that, yeah, exactly. Even me coming hard off a screen might draw a double, creating the guy who was setting the original pick to have a wide-open layup, as just long as Draymond's pick, patient enough. Steph's pick setting is the most underrated part of his game. Yeah, Exactly, and it, it, he moves so well without the ball, which where he might not be as athletic as some other guys to create as much space, but he knows how to
0: create enough of an advantage off of the screen to get what he wants, when he wants, where he wants. I guess I should say the other people that I would have in this top tier list, um, I would have Durant, I would have Giannis, I'd have LeBron. Uh, and then I think I, I was fitting in Steph in the four spot, and then Kawhi, and then James Harden. No, obviously so six, you said six guys. I got yeah. six I got six guys that I think could be in my top tier that could carry a team to a title. That, yeah, exactly. Possession for possession, you can give this guy the
1: ball, and he's going to come down and win you the game. Yeah, that's right. Like, when it comes down to five guys trying to stop you, this guy's going to carry you to the promised land. Now, it's um, interesting that you said Harden number six. I want to say though, like, Steph is the top scorer. Steph is a really good passer. Now, does it help that he's been playing with like elite shooters his entire career? Oh, of course, though? of course. Like now, now that makes like I I, can, I love playing with you and Jesse because I can snap a pass over last second right in the pocket, and you're like, I have, I have confidence you guys to make the shot.
0: I think you guys are touching on something though. I mean, and, and you're right, um, Jesse. When you're talking about the New Orleans Wings, this is a wing. You know, uh, wing era basically. You know, you uh, four of those six guys that are names are wings. Um, that that are two way uh, guys. But yeah, and they and they got to be two way guys, right? Um, so you've got those guys who can play both ends. Uh, LeBron kind of doesn't during the regular season, but he still can turn it on to that. Obviously, KD uh, will guard the point guard. Is are, like are, awesome, uh, are are awesome. Are awesome two way guys. Just because um, they're so big and, and Giannis on. and Giannis as well. Um, but but. You, you know, you got these, these guards that handle the ball all the time. Steph and, and James are transcendent offensive players. And I guess Kyrie and Damar as well. I don't know why I kicked them off just a little bit below that. They just don't seem to be quite on the same tier. The other guys that I put in that second tier, you know, that that's where you do go to some of these big men like Embiid, like Jokic, and like Anthony Davis, who I just don't think can carry a team to a title, um, but they fit in nicely, uh, and Carl anthony Towns is probably the next one there. Now, Towns is one that has, I would say Towns has a better chance than any of those guys I just named, because he, he's like a 40% three-shooter. He really can score at, at all different levels. I don't think he has the heart. He, the big guys are soft. Like they, like, they really
1: got to really want to grind down in there every night. Like, exactly. in for rebounds. It's every night. Every really night, pound in about for it. rebounds. Every night, you got to go in there. I mean, those are easy points, especially on the offensive end, like touches. Uh, I, I agree with Towns having unbelievable amount of talent scoring the basketball. I mean, the dude can shoot, like, like um, like just a flick of the wrist because he's so big. And a three-point is, like, 20, what, 23 feet or so. That he's a seven-foot tall. just a flick of the wrist. Uh, yeah Those sub-tier guys I, I agree though I don't think Davis is a, is. A, I can You'd have to run Pick and roll with him And he'd be the second option In that In that Coming down the stretch Of a final series
0: the, I think the really Disappointing thing Is that New Orleans had Two stars In the last decade And they didn't Overlap with one another and Which makes sense Right When Chris was there Which two Chris Ball Chris and Anthony Davis. Davis And, and of course they they wouldn't get Anthony Davis had Chris Paul stayed there. I understand all of that. But unfortunately I couldn't pick two better guys to play with each other during their prime time. than Chris Paul with Anthony yeah. Davis if yeah, they, they were, were And 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 that's you know, that's a tough thing for, for New Orleans to stomach. And of course, you know, Anthony Davis is coming into his prime now, and Chris Paul is is certainly aging. Um so so probably weren't ever gonna really get to see it the way that we would like to see it, but um it would have just, just been Lop been City. It would have been really fun to watch those two play together. It would have pretty
1: much been Lop City. Like, mm-hmm. it would have been, it would been Lop City. I mean, Chris Paul played with Blake
0: Griffin and DeAndre Jordan. But I think, I okay, so but you I, think, guys just I think, talked um, about it. But I think Blake Griffin is a way better playmaker. Like that's that's kind of what I'm saying. Like if you like watch Detroit this way, they run through Blake a lot. Like they let him bring up the ball a lot, uh, and so I, I think. You know, some of that Lob City stuff really took away from a lot of what Blake could do well. Well, Blake would would pass to DeAndre really well. Big-to-big passing was...
1: Like, he would just throw the ball, like, across the rim to each other like nothing. And you don't think Davis has that ability? I mean, he grew up playing point guard. Is he he not a passer? No. uh... I mean, he's kind of one of those, like, utility-wrench guys. Like, he just put him on the floor and let him play, and he's going to make the right play, right? Like... Isn't that kind of like the new age? Like, it's like analytics, like make the higher percentage play. Yeah, definitely. I, I think he can do that. I don't think I've seen it continuously enough. Uh, he hasn't played that high leverage ball enough, though, to really see what he can do yet, though.
0: Yeah, and, and we're definitely seeing it this year. LeBron moves to the West and isn't able to take his team to the playoffs. So maybe, you know, you look back and you say maybe don't knock. Anthony Davis as much for not being able to get his team very far, and he did get him to the second round last year. Because he uh, he literally took over the NCAA tournament that year as
1: a freshman, and he was still like growing into his length and absolutely dominated like those games on the stretch. But well, did he play against Kemba Walker? No. No. Uh, was that was that the year before? No. Kemba Walker was a year or two before that. He played against some tough teams. I want I want to say he played against some tough. Big East schools or like an ACC Duke squad that was pretty stacked.
0: That That he was just blocking everything. That might might have been the same year, but they wouldn't have played against each other. I'm pretty sure that that Kentucky team lost to Wisconsin in the final four. That was like two or three years. The Anthony Davis squad? Yeah, I think so. No, they won won the national championship.
1: Kentucky Anthony Davis Davis squad. They were national champions. Totally won their absolutely, absolutely they had champions. Michael K. Gilchrist uh, they had Darius Miller they had a bunch of dudes
0: on that team absolute national champions yeah uh, 100% they won the national title yeah Anthony Davis, Davis was the most valuable player yeah, yeah. Towns' team that was the 35-0 and team or whatever yeah. that loses yeah yeah the year that we had Stanley and Brad uh
1: Brandon uh, alright no Anthony yeah. Davis was the absolute national champion in college yeah and that was like the, and the best my that, that was like the beginning of like the like Calipari one and done like when they really started to talk about this guy really like talent. and bringing in filing, five years in a row of that shit really bringing in talent. I play. think it's all a bunch of bullshit I think Anthony Davis is going to be a top 3 player, top 2 player, top 1 player for the years to come. Well, he's he puts up numbers. I mean, he's when he when he's healthy, he's a 25 to 12 guy. Especially if he's the guy for New Orleans. 25 and 12 is is the bottom tier that he's going to put up. Tough kid. Yeah, that's. I mean, stud stud numbers, but coming down in a playoff series, can you count on him for a bucket? yes sure again, and a defensive play. <laughs>